So, uh, I, I, I really want to recap today about the history of our Bible just to get rolling. We're actually going to get to the, the it'll be the, the last kingdom. It's like all of a sudden, just, whoa, what happened? Anyway, Genesis to Revelation, like I say, it is a complete, this is just a history book. Okay. And whoever put these books together, okay, you know, they call it canonized or whatever it is. They put these books together. Jesus references uh, these stories. So we, that's why they, they knew this must be scripture or what. Jesus kept saying the scripture the scripture. So, so that's where that comes from. But anyway, it's just a history line. But anyway, when you get all the way down, you got Genesis. Oh, Genesis covers, you know, the, oh, in, in time one, in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. Day one, let there be light. Okay, day two, day three, day four. All the way down to day six, and then he rested. Remember that? Okay. Well, anyway, there's no other place in the world that referenced a seven-day week. It's just the way. It's just the way it is. Where'd that come from? Six days of creation. Why? It's just remember, there, everybody will be without excuse. There is a God. I mean, and it's, and it's the God of the Bible. But anyway, all things point to His handiwork. Anyway, Genesis, and then you got Exodus, and these are grouped together because Exodus, they got out of it. They were in Egypt, Abraham's descendants, you know, coat of many colors, whatever. They're down in Egypt and uh, all for 400-something years. You can see the timeline, the very tail end of Genesis. You can see the story. Joseph is already there, and Dustin was talking about that cup overflows. Remember, Joseph thought, brother, hey, God wound up being a slave, coat of many colors, Joseph. He would wind up in jail in Egypt, but then he became the administrator of the jail. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden he's second to Pharaoh because he can interpret that dream. So you can see how the Lord is keeping. And when you see Joseph, you should see yourself. It's not about he got lucky. He's a special prophet. He wasn't a prophet. He was just one of Abraham's kids. Little book over here, a guy wrote. Paul, the Apostle Paul said, "Ye be Christ, King James." So, in other words, if you belong to Christ, you are Abraham's seed. In other words, you're one of Abraham's kids and heirs to all these promises. Whoa! That's why that's some of this cup overflow. All this is okay. So, back to this. So, they're in Egypt and they get out, and that's why it's called Exodus. It's a book about a fake. It never happened. Why do they call it Exodus? They got out. They're out by the 15th chapter. They're drowned, or the, the Pharaoh is drowned in the sea. 15, and you still got, mm, Exodus, Exodus goes up to, uh, 30 something chapters, something like that. So all of a sudden they go to Mount Sinai, they get the Ten Commandments, look at that, okay? The house, uh, the, the mountain's on fire, God's speaking, and all this kind of stuff, and woo! Anyway, and I like to say, Levi, so when they, when that finishes out, they get instructions on how to build, the Lord told Moses how to build this tabernacle. Remember, nobody knew who God was. Remember, Moses said, who am I going to tell him sent me? You know, because, and God said, you tell him the sovereign God. Because they're going to, they just, Moses said, they're not going to believe that. Nobody knew. Okay. So anyway, Levi, I like to call it Leviticus, because it's Leviticus, but it's, it's how the Levites were supposed to operate that tabernacle. They're not going anywhere yet. And so it didn't take long, a couple, three hours maybe, had all the details right there. Page one, page two, page three, page four. Okay, here's what we're supposed to do. Then, numbers. It was the actual numbers of how many people came out of Egypt. It starts out with by clan, and then where they were supposed to sit and camp around this, uh, uh the tabernacle. And remember, the whole time, there's manna coming down in the morning. There's a fire by night, and there's a cloud. It's still there. Okay. At that time. So here they go. They're going to the promised land. 
And you know what happened? <laughs> they said, we can't come in there. So God said, okay. Did you wind about it? And the spies were in there for 40 days, checking it out, finding out how great it is. But y'all said, y'all can't do it after I destroyed Egypt. And the whole place was shaking in their boots. All of the Canaanites were like, oh my God. And yet the Israelites go, God must hate us. He's going to send us over to kill. So he says, because you did that, you're not going in the promised land. And for one each day that you said that you searched out the land, you're going to have one day, you're going to have one year walking around. That's where the forty years came from. So they wandered around for four years, but got the temple. Finally, remember what happened here? They come, they're coming back again. In Deuteronomy, it is nothing but a speech, a total speech. It was given on February twenty fifth, long enough. And Moses is recapping what happened since they left uh, Exodus. Anyway, one of the things Moses says is, if "You guys get over there, you ain't gonna last long." Because y'all going to start worshiping idols. And that's exactly what happened. But anyway, meantime, Joshua, they went into the promised land. Boy, and in a 10-year campaign, they totally wiped everything out. And then at the end of Joshua, everything was going great. In the beginning of Judges, see, that's where Samson is and uh, uh, Jephthah and Barak and uh, whoever those guys were. Anyway, but before the right the first part of Judges, it all went south. Everybody was, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And all of a sudden, they quit serving the Lord. And they lost the whole territory. Okay. Then it picks up a little book of Ruth. It's a real short book. It takes about four or five minutes to read. But it's just a history book. You go, who's that? Well, uh, Naomi, well, Ruth was uh, the daughter to, daughter-in-law to Naomi. Anyway, so Naomi was one of the children of Israel. She was in the land of Moab, and she came back saying, hey, I ain't too blessed over here. I'm going to go back to, to Israel. And all of a sudden, her socks are getting blessed off. Anyway, bottom line is, Ruth then, or even Naomi, Naomi would be the great-great-great-great-grandmother. But anyway, that's the grandmother to David. Okay, so here we go. Then you wind up in First and Second Samuel. History, history, just history. Just story, history. So when you get to this, by the time you get to chapter 17, that's when David mentioned the Lord delivered me out of the paw of the lion and the bear. And remember, he's going to take on Goliath, and he did. And right when that happened, there was the first king, Saul. He takes place right here in the first time. First time Israel had a king, King Saul. Okay. And then uh, after King Saul, uh, he's mad at David because the women in town are singing that song. Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. So this is a complete, for all of 1 Samuel, Saul's trying to kill him, you know. Kill David. Now, the reason I mention that is because, okay, in 2 Samuel, it's all about David. Wonderful stories about David. History, 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 all the way. What happened? I mean, he got, you talk about impeachment. His son ran him out. But he went gone for about two weeks and he came back. Absalom shot down and killed. Fantastic story. You talk about family problems. And if you just do what David did, you're fine. Okay. First and second Kings is just what it is, it's volumes. Who would the first king be? It would have been Saul, and then it would have been David, and then Solomon, and all these stuff here. These two books here. Now, what we did was we went down here, we started in First and Second Chronicles, and they chronicled, starting with who the first man was, and it actually said it was Adam. And then all of a sudden, it, it speeds up, goes all the way through Noah, gives you the details there, and then it starts with uh, some stories with King Saul, and then David, and then, wow, and it's actually some of the same stories that we see in uh First Chronicles that we see in other places in the Bible. Let me just look at this. First Chronicles chapter one. Look at it. here's the earliest generations of mankind. Let's skip ahead a little bit. 
These are all the sons of, oh, let's back up there. I love that verse. Every family tree, the family tree of chapter 9, the family tree of every person in Israel was carefully recorded. Nah, they were bozos. They didn't. No, it was recorded. And notice this, Judah was exiled to Babylon. That's when they went to Nebuchadnezzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And anyway, anyway, since the first to return again, so they actually came back. All right, now, I'm going to keep jumping over here. Let's go to, we were at Second Chronicles. It's just two volumes. And I believe we got down, let me get over here to chapter 32. Let's see what we got. Uh, yeah, Hezekiah here. He was the 15th king. Manasseh was his son. He was 16. Uh, there's 17 with Josiah. Uh, Josiah still. Then Josiah, there was a repeat, I like to say, just for my own name. This, this guy is king. There was another king named Jehoahaz. And we're going to pick up right here. But I want to show you something. Watch this. If we look at... Uh, 2 Chronicles 36, well, I'll just do it this way. Watch this. Where'd the rest of them go? That's the end of it. That is the blooming end of them. And I'll tell you, in a nutshell, when you get Josiah, you got Jehoahaz. And just for my sake, I like to say Jehoahaz. He has, Jehoahaz, a cousin named, I do, I have a cousin named Kim. It's Jehoiakim, and then Jehoiakim has the chin of somebody, I like to say. So, so you got Jehoahaz. Then you have Jehoiakim, then you have Jehoiachin, and then you have a guy named Zedekiah, and he's the last one. All, all. Babylon. And that's actually this chapter. So here we go, watch this. So anyway, what's funny is, it's between here, Vic, you're waiting for Jesus. Say to Richard, we're in Chronicles. Let me show you the time frame. Your Bible is shorter, and the time frame to understand is so easy. So it quit right there. Ezra and Nehemiah, they got to come back to the promised land. Almost like the Israelites made a new nation in 1940, what, 43, 45, whatever it was. After World War II, you know. Okay. The prophets told them they were going to come back to Jerusalem. Cyrus, the Persian, said, thou shalt go back and build a temple, which is really great. That's where, what happened. So all of the history quit right here. When this last king, we're going to say, when he died, you know, there's it's Daniel and the lions then. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And then they come right back. That's the reason in Ezra, uh, the first verse is, Cyrus said, y'all can go back. He only did 70 years. So, at this point, we are actually only about 300 years before, guess who? Jesus. Wow. So, instead of the book being this mysterious Bible we don't understand, I mean, 300 years, are you kidding? Can you, how long has the United States been here? We're pushing 250. Right now, we have, and I can think back, like, oh yeah, well, I'm it's not that long ago. So this was not that long. Okay, so, uh, so here we are at, uh, oh, uh, okay, so, here we are at Second Chronicles chapter 36. Josiah's son, Jehoahaz, was selected as the new king. Now remember, I'm going to hit this, watch this, there ain't no more chapters. Guess what? These guys were terrible. And if you remember what we, what we looked at last week, uh, Josiah was told, you know, that the, like, remember they found the Bible? <laughs> tell how bad they were. Oh, it, oh my gosh, we found the Bible in the, in the temple. Well, Josiah was a great guy, and he made everybody worship the Lord. But now he's dead. Look how quick it went down. This guy didn't last, but uh, I think it was two, was it two months? Yeah, three months. Woo! Well, Jehoahaz was selected as the new king. Now remember, this guy was great. So you can't 
basically a lot of It's so easy to sit there and go, well, and, or to blame yourself. I don't know what's wrong. Why? Why is my kids not turned out? It's not you. It's not you. People have a right to do what they want to do. People can either say, I want Jesus, or I don't want you. You just do your part, be a good parent, best you can. Josiah, here we go. Start over. Chapter 36. Josiah's son was Jehoahaz. Remember, this is the last, this is but a few verses, and they're gone, they're never going to. He was 23 years old when he began to reign. But he only lasted three months. What was the matter with him? Then he was disposed by the king of Egypt, who demanded an annual tribute from Judah of $230,000. What was the spiritual? If we take this as a text, there's nothing spiritual here. It's history. No, there really is. You can go, man, you either serve the Lord or you don't. But anyway, the king of Egypt now appointed... Remember, Richard, I thought you said it was Jehovah. It is. Watch this. Eliakim. He's the brother. Now, remember, why do we have his son, his son, his son, his son? Remember who the daddy was way down the line? David. What do they say about Jesus? Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. That's what was prophesied. The Messiah was going to be the son of David. That's why all this stuff is so cool. Okay. The king appointed this guy, Eliakim. He was the brother of Jehovah as, as the new king of Judah. Eliakim's name was changed. There it is. And that's Jehoiakim. Now, Jehoahaz was taken to Egypt as a prisoner. Jehoiakim was the man. Somebody who was writing all this down. Yes, they were. He was 25 years old when he became king. Look at this. He reigned 11 years in Jerusalem, but his reign was an evil one. Now, what's interesting is Mr. Jeremiah was prophesied here. If you read Jeremiah, it makes all this sense. Don't beat yourself up and go, man, Jeremiah... 32-1 is just horrible. How do I apply that? You don't apply it to you. It wasn't you. It was these guys worshiping the sun. I mean, Jeremiah had it out with them one day. They said, we are not going to worship Jehovah. We're going to worship the sun god in Egypt. And that's final. That's what they told Jeremiah. In fact, one time Jeremiah told the Lord, he would back off. Jeremiah said, why can't I say anything good? God, I'm tired of this. And the Lord says, because there's nothing good to say. He said, do you either want this job or not? Jeremiah goes, well, I think I'll keep the job. That's a pretty good job. It was funny. Jeremiah gets thrown in a sewer pit. I told you that story. It's in 33 and 34. And he's sitting there going, God, you told me you were going to take care of me. You know, I'm sure he was thinking that. But he went, he went in there 45 minutes. Second to the king. And he was an Egyptian servant. He said, you can't do that to Jeremiah. He's the only one telling us to go out. <laughs> and then, oh, okay, make it 30 people. It's all recorded, Jeremiah. 30, 30 men went down there and threw a rope down there with, what, remember, clothes. And they said, put that under your armpits. And they pulled it out. And then he got to stay in jail right next to the king. He was in a little prison right there. He was taken care of. Did you know Nebuchadnezzar found him? Actually, Nebuchadnezzar. The general was looking for Jeremiah. Where's that guy? He's here. And he gave him a American Express card. He said, you need to go back with us and go have a good time in Babylon, or you can stay here. What do you want to do? And Jeremiah said, I think I'll just stay here. And Jer the king of Babylon, in other words, if the Russians took over America, they would have gave you some money and said, okay, just stay in America. We're going to give you some money. And you just you know, play with our new king we put up. Anyway, there it is. Look at that. He was 25 years old. He became king. He reigned 11 years, but his reign was evil. Finally, and actually this this. Nebuchadnezzar came twice. 
Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, he conquered Jerusalem. He took away the king in chains to Babylon. So he drove this guy away. You know, what, you know what's interesting? You can read this. It's in it's in Kings. So when you get to the same story in Kings, you know what this what this king did right here? I mean, what's his name? Jehoiakim. He ate at Nebuchadnezzar's table and was taken care of for thirty something years. Well, that'd be a long time with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Finally, Nebuchadnezzar, okay, he conquered Jerusalem, took away the king in chains. Nebuchadnezzar also took, look at that, there's that gold bowls. Remember Tinky, Tinky, Far, Far, what it was? Nebuchadnezzar's son and Daniel, his great-grandson, they were taking these bowls and cups and drinking before their gods. They, hey, give me more coffee. And they were always worshiping you over stupid idol. Yeah, all of a sudden his hand shows up and writes, Tinky, Tinky, Far, Far, they're going crazy, but Nebuchadnezzar's uh, wife, Nebuchadnezzar had died, so it was grandmother to this kid, Belshazzar or whatever. whatever. She comes in there and says, ah, go get Daniel. <laughs> Daniel will tell you what that means. <laughs> remember the handwriting meant, your time is limited. But that's where we get that thing. The handwriting's on the wall. It's not an ad on the street. Well, have you seen the handwriting on the wall? See how it's embedded in the British language and in the, in the English language? It's all over Anyway, so, okay, they hauled him off. He took some of the gold bowls, the items from the temple, placed them in his own temple that was the temple of the Lord. The rest of the deeds of Jehoiakim and all the evil he did are written in the annals of the kings of Judah. And his son, here it is, Jehoiakim, who came to the king. Now, he didn't last but three months either. Notice this chapter is all short. Jehoiakim was 18 when he ascended to the throne, but he only lasted three months, ten days. It was an evil reign as far as the Lord was concerned. The following spring, he summoned, uh, he was summoned to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. Many treasures from the temple were taken away to Babylon at that time. See what was happening? If you worship idols, you lose everything. There's no cup runs over like Dustin was talking about. It's gone. And here it comes. And King Nebuchadnezzar appointed Jehoiachin's brother, Zechariah, or Zedekiah, as the new king of Judah and Jerusalem. He's the last one until they get back. 70 years, and even then, it's just, uh, you've got a descendant, but they don't have any king. What's so cool is, at this point, it is so wiped out, the next king, it's so obvious, is Jesus. And that's the reason people were going nuts. They put down palm leaves and stuff, and, and when he comes right into Jerusalem on that donkey, and they knew that that prophet said, here comes your king riding on a donkey's colt, which was amazing. Remember, Jesus said, you'll see a colt tied there that nobody has ridden before. Amazing. He ain't gonna ride on some unbroke donkey. He's gonna kick the fire out of you. What do you want to talk to him? Zedekiah was 21 years old when he already reigned 11 years. His reign too was evil as far as the Lord was concerned. Look at that. Look at that. He refused to take the counsel of Jeremiah. Now you can go read Jeremiah and see what all's going on in there. Okay? The prophet who gave him messages from the Lord. He rebelled against uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. Jeremiah warned him. Surrender. He wouldn't do it. Wind up getting his, his eyes poked out. Whatever. He rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, even though he had taken an oath of loyalty. Zedekiah was a hard, stubborn man as far as obeying the Lord of God of Israel was concerned. He refused to follow. All the important people of the nation, including the high priest, worshipped the heathen idols surrounding the nations. What? Isn't there one good first Baptist preacher? No, there was not any. Well, what about the non-denominational ones? They were in the tank, too. 
polluting the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. So can you understand this? So the more you realize this, the more you know why Jesus even ripped up the temple with that whip. Amen. Don't make my father's house a den of thieves. Gee, Jehovah the God of their fathers sent his prophets again and again to warn them. Isn't that something? Before he had compassion, look at well, I'm not going to wait for y'all to do something. And that's what all those other books were. If you look right here, uh, this is why this is what trying to get. Okay, so there's the end of your history right there. Now they come back and there's history right here. Uh, Esther, remember that's history too. They weren't even back in Jerusalem yet. They were in this exile. And remember this wonderful story about Esther. All the Jews were supposed to be killed just like Hitler. So in my opinion, it was worse. There was a proclamation, every Jew everywhere be killed on such and such date. And it's on the Jewish calendar today, the very last chapter of Esther. Oh, just look at that real quick. In, uh, in Esther, the very last chapter, oh, let's see, yeah, remember Mordecai? Okay, okay let's see. Uh, well, it's uh, this chapter letter. Yeah, on the 28th, basically, day before leap year, the, that was, they were all supposed to be uh, killed. Oh, uh, let's see, but they changed, where's that count? Yeah, they turned it around. All those events are in there. Okay, let's see. Here we go. Oh, here it is, right here. Oh. Yeah, the Jews adopted Mordecai's suggestions became an annual custom as a reminder of the time when Haman, the son of whoever was, the enemy of the Jews plotted to destroy them and determine by throwing a dice and reminded them that when the matter came before the king. He issued a decree causing Haman's plot to boomerang, and all his sons were killed. That's why this celebration called Purim, it's the word for throwing dice in Persia, it's Pur. All the Jews, look at that, in the realm agreed to inaugurate this tradition and to pass it along to their descendants who became Jews and declared they would never forget to celebrate these days uh, at the appointed time each year. It would be an annual event from generation to generation, celebrated by every family throughout the countryside and cities and for uh, so that the memory of what had happened would never perish. Wow! So it hit the, uh, oh, I mean, that, that hit the record book there. Uh, okay, so anyway, so if all your kings quit right here, and uh, while they were Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, that's when this, this took place. Okay. Ezra and Nehemiah, they were 70 years, they were told to come back. Then all of a sudden you have psalms, like a bunch of music psalms, okay. And you got Proverbs, you know, little cool sayings, but who wrote those? Solomon. Okay. Oh, let's see. Then you have Ecclesiastes, which just means, it simply means the preacher. Like I say, Richard's in ecclesiastical work. It's the preacher. Okay. Then you have Song of Solomon. That is a love story. And then, oh, that's Isaiah. Yeah, and Isaiah says, I was helping these kings. Actually, he would be more in second kings or whatever, right? And he was in the days of uh, Amaziah and Uzziah and Hezekiah. Jeremiah, we just noticed, he was at the end before Nebuchadnezzar got him. Lamentations, guess what Lamentations is? We lost our kingdom. It is. And you go read it, you'll get it. You go, oh, I got it. Because I used to take Lamentations and I just peek over there and I go, whew, that's depressing. Don't remember about it. I do now because they lost their kingdom. Okay. Anyway, Ezekiel, same, he was a prophet during that time. Daniel, we know what he was. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Hosea, a little short guy. Joel, a little short guy. 
Amos, Luke, they're all short. There's Jonah. All these were during this time. All the way down to Malachi, and then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, we're, we're in what we call the New Testament. Yeah. We're going short. Goes by real quick. Now, let me stop with one more little thing. Let's go back to where we're at. Second Chronicles, we're at the last chapter. Okay. And we just went through this right here. Okay. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, so the last thing we saw here, this was all fulfilled at, uh, let's see. Oh, well, hang on. We actually didn't finish that, did I? Okay, yeah. Okay, 2 Chronicles chapter 36, very last thing. Okay, so Nebuchadnezzar, he took all these things. Then his army burned the temple, and he broke down the walls of Jerusalem, burned all the palaces, destroyed all the valuable utensils. Those who survived were taken to Babylon as slaves. And his sons, uh, oh, slaves to the king, and his sons until the kingdom of Persia conquered Babylon. Thus the word of the Lord spoken to Jeremiah came true. Oh, that the land must rest, there it is, for 70 years. I mean, 70 years, I mean, hey, I'm going to live beyond 70 years, so I, I can think 70. You know, I know what that is. And it was, it will make up for the years when the people refused to observe the Sabbath. It wasn't like, well, we just got, we don't have the blue balls in. It was worse. He was implying they weren't even paying any attention to the temple or nothing. Look at this verse. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus to make this proclamation throughout his kingdom, putting it into writing. So what you got to say? Well, first off, this is history. And look what Jeremiah just said. Seventy years and you're coming back. All the kingdoms of the earth have been given to me by the Lord God of heaven. And he instructed me to build him a temple in Jerusalem. This is what King Cyrus is saying. In the land of Judah, all among you who are the Lord's people, uh, return to this to Israel for this task, and the Lord be with you. Look at that. And this will also excuse me, this also was fulfilled, it fulfilled the prediction of Jeremiah the prophet. Now watch, look how your Bible's laid out. Ezra. Don't worry about who wrote the book. No, just read. During the first year, here it is. In the reign of King Syria, uh, Cyrus of Persia, the Lord fulfilled, it, it, it connected that last book, it, giving King Cyrus the desire to send his popular proclamation throughout his empire. He also put it in the permanent record. Well, it's fairy tales. No, he's not either. Do you know there's such a king? You can go study yourself. And I remember in college, whatever. Cyrus, yes, there he is. Cyrus, king of Persia, hereby announced that Jehovah, the God of heaven, who gave me my vast empire, see what smart time he was? He's not even a Jew. All you got to do is love the Lord. He knew better. He said, it's God who gave you this. Announced that Jehovah, the God of heaven, who gave me my vast empire, has now given me the responsibility of building him a temple in Jerusalem. Well, I tell you, God wanted to leave his mark. He stirred it up in this guy. And he wanted it back in Jerusalem. Why? We're heading for Jesus, aren't we? So see why it's all like priests. It looks like a magnet. Okay. All the Jews throughout the kingdom may now return. How come they don't know? Jews are so wet. How come they're so lucky? I think we figured that out. All Jews throughout the kingdom may now return. I mean, he conquered the world. Cyrus had the whole world. All Jews throughout the kingdom may now return to Jerusalem and rebuild this temple of Jehovah, who is the God of Israel. And of Jerusalem. See, remember what happened in here somewhere was when Naaman was trying to have all of them killed. 
May his, look at this, may his blessings rest upon you. Those Jews who do not go should contribute toward the expenses of those who do and should supply them with clothing and transportation. I'm going to stop the point. Oh, okay. Then God gave a great desire for the leaders of the tribes of Judah, Benjamin, the priests, and Levites to return to Jerusalem at once to rebuild the temple. That's the reason as Christians you probably hear about the rebuilding of the wall. The last king hauled off to Babylon, seven years later, here they come back. All Jewish exiles who remained in Persia gave them whatsoever assistance they could, as well as gifts for the temple. Or King Cyrus poured it on them too. He donated that. He donated, look at that, uh oh, the gold bowls and other valuable items which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple of Jerusalem and placed in his own temple of his own God. He instructed Mithradath, anyway, some guy, he called Matthew Matt or somebody, the treasurer of Persia to present these gifts to Sheshbazar, the leader of the exiles, returning to Judah. Look at this. Do we have a list of everything? This is so soft. It's this. It never happened. Well, why do we have the sales receipt? A thousand gold bowls, a thousand silver trays, 29 cents, there's 30 bowls. First off, where'd they come from? Nebuchadnezzar wiped them out, and now Nebuchadnezzar is great, 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 whatever. His descendants, of course, it's King Cyrus now, I guess it's probably another dynasty. They want it back. How did this happen? A thousand miscellaneous, all these were the 54, 69 items, gold, silver, returns, uh, anyway, items turned over by Shelbazer to take back to Jerusalem. We're stopping right because that's the end of it. Oh, anyway. And at this point here, it's like the promised land. They're going through there. They're going back to the promised land. There's a whole bunch of them. And it's blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And Nehemiah is not a prophet. He's a governor. So Nehemiah, the next book, records what happened here, which is even cooler. Nehemiah does the midnight ride on horseback at the very first. And he sees the... the, the, the uh, Wall tore pieces. And then, anyway, he gets everybody together. They start working. They got a sword in one hand and a brick knife in the left. And then they got a bunch of priests over there saying, Hey, we don't want to serve the Lord. It's really cool. You can put it all together. Man. And, uh, oh. Yeah, and, uh, oh. I just want to show these two books are tied together. Ezra, and then look at Nehemiah. See, Nehemiah, that's the reason they had to put these side by side. Uh, in December, this is in the reign of King Artaxerxes of Persia. In other words, he was right behind Cyrus. Oh, and remember this guy, Nehemiah, he's a cupbearer. Look what he did. He said, I was in the palace. One of my fellow Jews named Hananiah came to visit me with some of the men who came from Judah. In other words, they had been working in Jerusalem like King Cyrus said do, but it wasn't going very well. I took the opportunity to inquire, hey, how things going? How they getting along? I asked the Jews who returned to Jerusalem, from, I asked the Jews who had returned from Jerusalem from their exile here. In other words, they went away and nothing came back. In other words, now they're all depressed. Well, things ain't good. The wall of Jerusalem is still torn down. The gates are burned. Look what he does. When I heard this, I sat down. In fact, I couldn't eat for several days. I spent time in prayer to the God of heaven. Look what he says. Remember, write your prayers. I don't care what your problems are today. Do what this guy did. Oh, great and awesome God who keeps his promises and is so loving and kind to those who love and obey him. Hear my prayer. Lord, I ain't got time to pray. Just take care of those in Africa. Oh, how stupid. They're worse than cows in Africa. That's where you're having trouble in the first place. They should have that cup running over stuff down there, and they don't. 
Well, certain places it is, and it's because of Jesus. Here we go. Listen carefully to what I say. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people Israel. Now, first I want to tell you, God is going to answer this prayer. I confess we've sinned against you. Yes, and I and my people committed the horrible sin of not obeying your commands as you gave through your servant Moses. Oh, please remember. This is so cool. He's, this guy is a total, he's like the king's son. He's so close to this king. He said, remember what you said. If you sin, I'll scatter you among the nations. Well, that's what happened. If you return to me and obey my laws, even though you're exiled to the farthest corners of the universe, I'll bring you back. What a great promise. For Jerusalem is the place I have chosen to live. Well, no wonder. He, he says, we are your servants, the people you rescued by your great power. Oh, Lord, please hear my prayer. Heed the prayer of those of us who delight you. And please, look at what he says. Here he goes. Please help me as I go ask the king. Oh, God. This is like Esther all over again. As I go in before the king and ask a great favor, put it in his heart to be kind to me. Boy, it ain't going to happen. King's wife even loves this guy. One day in April, four months later, I was serving the king in wine. <laughs> Look at this. Why are you so sad? You aren't sick, are you? You look like a man in deep trouble. For under then, I'd always been cheerful. When I was with him, I was boy scared to daylight time. Uh, well, he just said, oh, why shouldn't I? The city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins. And my gates have been torn down. Look at the king says. What should be done? Hey, God. Jesus said, you want to get well? What is it you want? Remember those blind men that came? Jesus didn't say, no, look, I'm not Santa Claus. No, he said, oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus said, what do you want? Well, we don't want to see. <laughs> look at that. The king replied, look at this. Oh, let's see. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is so with a quick prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, If it please your majesty, and if you look upon me in your royal favor, send me to Judah and rebuild the city of my fathers. Now remember, this guy thought he had money. He did. He'd get this king to help. The king replied with the queen sitting by, Well, how are you going to be gone? We're going to miss you. You know, you know this guy's going to say, Hey, give me a little more so I can build me a palace too. That's pushing it. It's not. So it was agreed, and I set up time for my departure. Then I added this to my to my request. If it pleased the king, uh, send me uh, a credit card to Lowe's and Home Depot. That's what it is. To the governors west of the Euphrates River, instructing them to let me travel through their countries on my way to Judah. And also a letter to Asaph, the manager of the king's forest. There's your Lowe's and Home Depot. Instructing him to give me timber for beans in the gates of the fortress near the temple and for the walls. Look at that. And I house for myself. Come on. Yeah. And the king granted his request, for God was being gracious to me. I, I can't help but read the next. Look, look, we got to stop. Sorry. When I arrived at the province west of the Euphrates River, remember they were not, they were like in South Carolina, they had to get all the way to Alabama. <laughs> he said, when I arrived at the province west of the Euphrates River and delivered the king's letters to the governors there, said, hey boys, I got a pass here, you can stop over, you got to let me buy uh, the king, I should have, had sent along army officers and troops to protect me. Praise God. But, but when Sanballat the Horonite, he's a bad guy, and Tobiah and Ammonite, who was government, a government official, arrived, they were very angry, and they weren't interested in helping. But anyway, I thought that was good. Anyway, so you see how tight you got? 
So, and then when they get this temple stuff built, it's a couple hundred years. There's Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. It's history. And thank you, you took care of the Israelites. Thank you, you took care of us. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today, you'll take care of that. And if we're suffering financially, you'll fix that, obviously. And if it's some other problem, look at these problems we see in the scriptures. Lord, we'll know take care of them. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others what great things you've done for us. Jesus, thank you.